Hey guys, welcome back to the Under One Roof podcast, where we are talking about building faithful and fruitful families for God's kingdom. My name is Andre, and I'm an associate pastor at Living Word Bible Church in Ferndale, Washington, and I'm here with my wife, Leah. How's it going, babe? Good. And we are back to talk about family life and kids and all that good stuff. After a good long break, but we're back. Yeah. Well, Every we opportunity we, we get, we try to sit down, but with little kids not always possible yeah that's life i think that's hopefully you know what a lot of people who are listening are going through life is crazy and busy and it's never perfectly scripted and controlled and you don't need to be perfectionistic about it yeah i think we're just in the thick of it like many of you are in the thick of sleepless nights raising little kids toddlers uh parenting disciplining shaping our children working on our marriage and I think we're in the middle of it and not because we've arrived or we know everything but I think that's why it's exciting to do this podcast just to share from from the trenches and hopefully encourage our friends and everyone who listens yeah because it's great to hear from people who are veterans who have raised their kids and have a lot of wisdom over the years but I think it's also sometimes very helpful to hear from people in the trenches as as we're thinking along through the the nuts and bolts of it yeah and uh, that's our goal. You know, we're not experts. We're, we don't have degrees in child raising or something, but we've been at it for 10 years and we're learning and we're constantly picking up new things. And I think that's what uh, what's so fun about doing a podcast because you can discuss what you're learning in the moment. Yeah. And many of our friends are also learning that and, and just kind of gives you um, conversation starters. And I think something that we've been talking about maybe in the last few weeks and really noticing how in this season of life with our two older kids how much more attention we need to be giving on forming their their characters and their personalities so some of the things that i've been kind of listening through hearing even reading um and we've just been talking about it a lot is just this whole idea of um really shaping who our kids are socially um, not only in the family unit, but also out in the world, mm-hmm. who they are as classmates, who they are as friends, as cousins, um, you know, who they are at church. Those are things that I think as parents, when we're in the thick of it, we're focusing on sin issues, like what they need to repent of, what mm-hmm. they need to confess, uh, disciplining them for certain things, uh, dealing with consequences of their mistakes, requiring obedience, requiring respect, requiring cheerful attitudes that's kind of the fundamentals of our christian life and we're so focused on that that sometimes we miss things that are maybe not sin issues but things that can as parents we can either help our children or we can miss so badly that when they become adults they will suffer because we didn't do our job in helping them develop certain um traits qualities that that will just make them more likable more sociable people as young adults and into their futures yeah, I think um, as Christians, we're often I, I thinking Christianly about your parenting sometimes gets a little bit um, truncated, like narrow, because you're focused mm-hmm. only on um, is my kid saved? Does my kid know Jesus? And then targeting sin and like every time they do something bad, you know, talking about sin, our hearts and our need for for the Holy Spirit and His mm-hmm. work, and that's all right. Um, but I think that what, and so I think what I've seen is is this aversion to instructing kids how they should behave, not an aversion, but maybe a neglect because 
we, I don't know, for us, there was this whole like Paul Tripp and the whole movement and he has this whole um, analogy with parenting, you know, like, oh, you're going out there and you're gluing apples to a dead apple tree. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you're just trying to modify your kid's behavior without changing their heart, Mm -hmm. it's pointless. And that is 100% true. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't work on your kid's behavior too. In a, yeah. in, a, in, a, in, a, in a way that is uh, from a human wisdom perspective, you know, like the biblical concept of instruction, mm-hmm. like even the law of the Lord, it is not law as in uh, the word law in Hebrew is not word, a, a word that means like, um, like something that like legislative commandment oriented. It is, it is more about instruction. So you guide them in the way. Mm-hmm. You guide them in the wisdom and the way of, of walking through life. And that includes targeting their sin 100% and teaching them to repent and come to mm-hmm. Jesus. But it also includes teaching them to be good people, like likable yeah. people. I think the sin things are always present. They're always there. It's foundational, just like for us. Sin, repentance, obedience to God, a joy, peace. Um, those are foundational things that we have to establish really thick and strong in our especially in their early years that's that's what we believe but don't stop there there's so much more as they grow and i think that's maybe why right now we're seeing this so essentially in our kids like they're um almost eight and almost seven Uh so we're facing a lot more of this and i've been just like listening there was a a podcast that really um said a few things that was really good basically stealing this topic from them no, there's actually what? a few articles I read too. Oh, okay. it's, I think it's because our kids are in it that it's so, so relevant we're to us. starting to realize it, yeah. But yeah, we're like drawing from some podcasts and some other things. And um, I can't exactly quote perfectly, but just summarize some of the things that the, um, the ladies in the podcast were saying, and they were actually quoting Jordan Peterson. I don't know his exact quote. I'm summarizing. He said something like, don't let your kid do anything that will make you not like them mm-hmm. as adults. Um so and something that they were saying is as parents it's our job to kind of sometimes follow our kid into a crowd and see how they're received eavesdrop on your kids conversations with their friends not only when there's a conflict erupted and then you have to go help them deal with it that's for sure important but think about try to hear and listen to the way your kid is socially with their friends to the way your kid speaks to adults to the way that they interact with their peers or their classmates their teachers and don't just watch out for sin issues watch uh-huh. out for personality things like character you know maybe at home they're wild and crazy and trying to be the clown but teaching them that maybe when you arrive into a different setting maybe tone it down 20 percent because you're being annoying and that sounds so harsh and for me as a mom a lot of these things i didn't think about because i'm like well they're just developing i don't want to stifle their personality i don't ever want to make them feel like they are dumb or uh, like not likable or unlovable because of who they are but also at the same time me not pointing things out like actually when you repeat the same joke in a much worse way exactly and it's so much less painful to hear as an eight-year-old versus as a 19 year old where they ask mom why does no one want to hang out with me it's so much annoying (laughs) because you're annoying and it's so it sounds so mean but as a parent i think it's our job to help our kids like if they're constantly repeating the same joke to all their friends and no one's really laughing and they find another friend to try to tell that joke to and they're not laughing and it's like, hey, you know, maybe 
don't do that. Or these little things that we don't even think because it's like, well, they're just being a kid. But if your kid is being the one that's that annoying everyone, don't want to be around. That's your job as a parent to help them out of that, to point that out to them and say, hey, here's a better way to go about this. And I think that's so essential to do and watch for in our kids because their entire adulthood, they're going to be in relationships. They're going to be in friendships and they're either going to be struggling and confused why they're not fun to be around for other people or they're going to be thriving and learning and growing. And it starts when they're really young. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think because we're all about like affirming your kids and like loving them and telling them that they're great. And that's all there. You should affirm your kids. Your kids should not feel like they're growing up in a place where they're being con- constantly like critiqued, right? Um, but at the same time, if your kid grows up in a home where he or she feels very affirmed and loved and cared for, and yet also there's constant little points of feedback like, hey, bud, like you shouldn't say that like you're, you know, that's, that's kind of not nice or that's not going to want to make kids play with you or that's not going to, you know, attract other people like constantly little points of feedback. Then it's not like this devastating thing. Like they, they cultivate an awareness, a healthy awareness that they have flaws and that they can improve. Yeah. And you do it in a spirit of gentleness. You you, you share your process and like, oh yeah, you know, I have to learn to be a good friend too. Mm -hmm. And I have to learn to be, learn to talk to people well too. Because sometimes I get awkward with people or sometimes I say things that make people uncomfortable. Like you just bring that in and it creates that atmosphere in the family where um, as we are pursuing Christ-likeness, we're we're also practical in that Mm Christ-likeness. We want to be the kind of people who love others well. Yeah. We want to be the kind of people who others want to be around. Yeah. And it's not that we're teaching our kids to want to be the popular kid that everyone likes but to teach them social skills to teach them to be likable is gonna benefit them in life and if you don't do that as a parent if you don't even think about doing that they will struggle that's a guarantee yeah our entire life is a social Uh life we are going to spend the rest of it interacting with people having friends and if we don't teach our kids the basics of that and again that's going to mean hurting their feelings like I think that's for me as a mom, that's where the struggle is. How do I do this well with actually being gentle enough? Because this is not, it's not something we all want to hear. But I think as a kid, if you do it correctly when they're younger, it's better than when they're older. So starting to do it now so that later they're not struggling with these things is the way to go. I I think we can develop blind spots about our own kids. We often We get used to our own kids. We get used to their personalities and we're like, eh, you know. But then it's like, wait, how is my child perceived in the church? How are they perceived in the community? Do people see them as a well-adjusted, pleasant kid or rude or... Obnoxious and annoying and and the loudest kid. Or just withdrawn or awkward, you know? And again, you you can't mold your kid exactly to your own mold but you are called to shape them Mm -hmm. and you know like gracie's like this very outgoing in like in her imagination and her playtime like but it's interesting last week or two weeks ago we went to the library and we got she got her own library card Mm -hmm. and nathan got his own library card and i made her like do it herself like i was standing next to her but i wanted her to come up to the librarian Mm -hmm. and tell her that she needed the library card Mm -hmm. and ask for the form to fill it out and mm-hmm. like like I wanted her to do it yeah and bring her books to the desk and stuff like that and it's funny because she was so like uncomfortable yeah. and so intimidated yeah. and so quiet and like not making eye contact you know and, like all <laughs> yeah. awkward and weird it's like this yeah. is 
she's not an awkward kid. But in this setting, it's like, oh, no, I, I, I actually didn't notice that she is a kid who doesn't know how to speak well with adults right. in public. Or in the morning when I'm dropping them off at school, they would climb out of the car and the lady greeting them would be like, hey, good morning. And they would just like walk off, you know. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, every time I'm like, guys, you need to make eye contact. Mm -hmm. You got to look at look at the person and you got to say good morning mm -hmm. in a way that you can hear. Yeah. So now, like Nathan, like hyper does I know. it. He like stares at her. He, before. No, he doesn't stare. He he comes out and he like looks at her yeah. with a big smile yeah. and says good morning. It's, it's really it's been cute. really great. I see a huge improvement in in them and that, and even just learning adult conversation. You know, like a lot of times our kids are uncomfortable, so they just don't answer. And I'm like, no, 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 we're gonna answer. You you are being yeah. spoken to. You need to answer and teaching that like and not only with adults i think with kids the way you know maybe being in someone's personal space too much like we just excuse that because we're like they're kids kids are very touchy they're very clingy teaching them you know when like i'm happy to give you a hug but don't like shove your way into a hug just maybe ask for a hug politely or say um hey i would like to give you a hug and it sounds so all official and too strict or whatever i don't know but i think if you're cultivating an atmosphere where there's just like openness and you're being generous about it but there's a constant trickle of feedback kids don't get offended nearly as much as adults and they just get over things even if they get offended they, they get over things and i think they just need reminders and or you know like if you have boys um they might be so used to treating their sisters like a sibling and they're just like wrestling and you know they're just used to home life and then all of a sudden their younger cousin comes over and they're treating her the same way it's like no we treat girls with respect we don't just tackle them into a wrestling match even though if she is having fun that's okay but you, there's still a difference you need to treat girls with respect and be more gentle with them all these little things that i think as parents because we're so busy making sure i'm parenting Especially them i'm dealing with their bigger issues too. Yeah, well, and especially you're busy. I think this is what I caught myself is that you're so busy with so many other things, it's not on your radar. And it's not like you always need to be micromanaging all your kids' behavior, but when it's now on your radar, for me, that's why I feel like having these conversations in the last couple of months and thinking about it and be like, hmm, okay, yes, of course, I want to disciple my kids in life, in the gospel, and loving Jesus. But I also, I also want to make it the type of discipleship that is. Uh, training them to be a good person, yeah. like a, a pleasant person. A likable person. And it's person. connected to your discipleship because mm -hmm. because Jesus calls us to be the kind of people who love others well mm -hmm. and the kind of people who are, um, you know, easy to be around and who, who bring the grace of God. And that's very practical. That's very like it comes through the fingertips. It comes through your words mm -hmm. and your actions and how you treat people. And if a kid has that conscious awareness early, not in a critical you know, context, if, if a kid is very affirmed, if mom and dad like love that kid mm -hmm. and affirm, but also have this awareness like, man, you know, these qualities make you very hard to be around yeah. or, or these qualities make a person unpleasant. It's not, it yeah. doesn't have to be him. It could mm -hmm. be like talking in, in, in the abstract it can right. be like, you know, some, when, when, a, when a kid does this, mm -hmm. when, when, when any of you guys do this, it makes you a child, a kid that other kids won't want to play with. Yeah. And how about this? Or let's practice this. What if I said this? What are you going to say? Right. Like learning to like run through stuff. And for me, I feel like this consideration has opened up a whole new aspect of how I view my kids. Yeah. Like, like I don't just need to talk to them about, you know, godliness. You know, when I'm around, mm -hmm. when my, when I'm on one-on-one -on -one 
with Nathan or Gracie. Like, it's not just about like godliness in like this strictly biblical sense, but yeah. like just life, life wisdom. Mm-hmm. Like, um, the whole book of Proverbs is written, um, is as like a father to a son speaking yeah. and it has everything it's mm-hmm. it's talking about everything it's talking about being a person who's continually dripping and annoying mm-hmm. it's talking about being a person who's careful with his money mm-hmm. it's talking about a person who is tooting his own horn and praising himself versus others praising you for your hard work like yeah. there's so many beautiful things but that is like the picture of wisdom and mm-hmm. wisdom is like jesus christ incarnate like mm-hmm. you know like so um our view of godliness maybe has been overly narrow sometimes it's so much wider it's so much it includes every little detail it your love for people should penetrate all of your personality and it will be obvious in the way you are socially i think loving people well makes you hyper aware of how you come across socially that takes wisdom and that takes intentionality and you can only help your children and set them up for success by starting early to point things out and i think if we like these ideas if we're speaking really practically if your kid is just super shy and very introverted and at home all they want to do is read books and they're just kind of quiet um, and you're just like, well, that's who they are at home and that's okay. But I think taking that effort to give them lots of practice, this is the great thing about having a church full of kids, of kids and yeah. having so many cousins and really large families is that they get tons of practice. Like they really have so much opportunity to practice these things that we give them. So helping them on the drive over to church, on the drive over to a small group, on the drive over to a birthday party, maybe practice some of these things, give them some tips like, hey, today, like, let's try to say, start a conversation with two of your friends and ask them something specific about their life. You know, if your kid is a chatterbox and is super social, try to think, do they talk about themselves nonstop? Are they constantly sharing their stories and what they like to do? If you notice that, teach them, train them to be like, here's some things that make other people feel like you care about what they're doing. Ask them questions. Be a there you are kind of person instead of here I am kind of person. Like all these things that will only set them up for success because we all know adults who are, you know, in their 30s uh-huh. and all they do is talk about themselves and they never or stop they how, they and they never shut up. have a conversation, period. <laughs> right. Or they're so awkward that, you you know, someone's trying to just sweating trying to talk to them and they're just giving yes or no answers Mm -hmm. and then wondering why do i have no friends well Mm -hmm. no one helped them along in this and we have all these resources where we can really help our kids in this so think about is your kid a little too loud maybe they need to tone it down in public maybe they need to be a little more attentive are they too quiet and shy give them tools to help them be more sociable give them talking points like have them practice give them assignments you know, as a kid, if you, you get that, you, you become so much more open to having success in this area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think just like maybe some other practical things. like Well, that I think another noticed. one that I would say is like is asking friends too, right? Like asking, yeah. asking other adults in your life, friends who, are, who see your kid and be like, hey, like if you see stuff, like I, I want to have some, I don't always have see like how does my kid come across to other people or to other adults? Yeah. And like, like let me know because I want to work on these things with them and like using other people as perspective, you know. It's huge. It's so helpful because I think with us, we didn't, a few years ago, we didn't necessarily notice because we we're just like scrambling. But some of our friends said like, hey, you know, one of your boys doesn't really, whenever I say hi, he kind of ignores me. He doesn't say hi back. And it's, and it was so helpful because then we're like, okay, this is not okay. We want our kids to be respectful they want they need to make eye contact they need to say hello yeah um, does he do that now 
Yeah, I think he's better. But we, you know, he needs practice. He's he's not great at it. And I think this is where the reminders come in. Or like you know, with grandparents, there is a language barrier. There is, you know, sometimes the grandparents want to connect with the kids, and they just truly, our kids don't understand what's being said. And I'm like, okay, then ask them to speak, ask them to repeat that in in the language you do understand. Yeah. Don't stand there ignoring them. And I know it's uncomfortable. I know it's shy. You're shy, but just say hey could you say that in english because i don't really understand russian or you know whatever it may be um all these little tips that kids can really develop really well they're gonna internalize them we don't think about because we're like oh you know that's just their personality they're i think i see a lot of parents just accepting a kid's personality for what it is or i just don't know what to do with them or kind of like my hands are tied yeah they're just like that well it's like you're the parent god has given you the most powerful force to shape their person you know their character well and i think one thing that's really important to keep in mind is that this kind of feedback we can't give our kids if we don't invest in the connection like if you if your kid doesn't feel your closeness and your affirmation you can't just come in there and be like oh dang i need to give my kid more feedback Mm -hmm. and just like come in there and with a load of stuff like you don't say hi to people you don't do this you know Mm -hmm. that's that's clicking into the classic critical parent mode where that kid just feels like criticized and attacked and not affirmed yeah and 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 it's and it's like it's going to destroy your kid if mm-hmm. you're correcting them out of annoyance, mm-hmm. out of the fact that you're annoyed at their behavior, mm-hmm. you know, like you're frustrated and you're telling them these things. That's obviously communicating to your kid. I don't like you mm-hmm. when you're behaving this way. So you better behave differently so that I like you. Right. And that is not going to help. Yeah. That I is think only going to put more load. They need to have a very full love tank. They need to be very aware that when my parents are giving me this, this is stinging. I mean, it takes maturity to even receive negative feedback that well. But they do need to to have a very big awareness of the parents' love. Then they didn't just it ends up being a better result when you can correct, when you can um, give them feedback. And I think things like, you know, if they have public outbursts a lot, um, Teaching them if they've done something publicly to also apologize publicly. Um, this sounds dramatic, but if they, you know, have a big angry fest and say some things and and it's really hard for kids to do this, but have them come back and say, sorry for that, everyone. Like, as an adult, you want to be able to do that. But if you were never taught as a kid, then it's like, yeah. you're not, you're never going to do that as an adult. And that's yeah. going to cause like damage to all your relationships. Um, or, you know, if they tend to, as like maybe they're already older, like eight or nine, if they tend to cry and get really mad when they lose a game, like, and it kind of makes everyone uncomfortable because you're kind of an older kid now and you're having these crying outbursts. Um, and that's going to happen. Kids, they're, they're, they're training right now. They're not adults yet. But teaching them that if you need a moment, maybe take a step back and go somewhere and have a moment. Like emotions are hard to deal with. To teach Mm -hmm. kids, like, public outbursts are not the most loving thing to your neighbor. You're not being a blessing Mm -hmm. to everyone. When you just explode, it's it's like like the whole thing of emotional immodesty where you're just letting all your emotions out. And we all know adults who never were taught that, and now they're adults and they always let all their emotions out on everyone. If they're in Mm -hmm. a bad mood, everyone's going to feel it. If they're crying, everyone's going to see it. If they're, and I'm not saying, like, suppress all emotions don't show emotion but there's a level which your emotions are so spilling out on everything and everyone it's actually kind of ruining everyone's time like we're having a bad time because you're making it hard yeah and it makes other people then um 
like cautious around you in the future yeah, because yeah. it's like oh this person can it's explode like if provoked you know yeah and so if you teach them very young to not do that um to be aware and, and i think that the essence is always the point behind all of this is not so that you're just like the most likable person but you're learning to love people well you're learning to be a blessing to be around and i think yeah. that mentality is so much more healthy because we all have areas we can improve and if you come into a room and you're just a blessing to be around yeah like that's the goal for our kids right and we they all have different personalities different strengths but that should be the goal and it's going to look different in each kid but it's our job as parents to really help them get there that connects the whole godliness theme because i think a lot of temptation is with parents to be like you know don't behave this way that's so embarrassing and people will think this of you and they think of this of us and like what this is what people will say like, right it's that's like, not the point. that that's the very common way to take it but to, to teach our kids that like we become what we become because we love god because god is good and because we, we love other people and we want to be a, a person who walks in fellowship and in joy and in harmony with others and that takes practice it takes mm-hmm. a lot of work and mm-hmm. to be that person but out of the freedom of like affirmation and love, um, you know, you can grow little by little. And I think mm-hmm. if a kid learns, grows up, grows up hearing that, even if you're not going to fix everything, yeah. but what it does is it creates the categories in their mind about like getting feedback and adjusting their behavior and growing and learning um, that as an adult, as a young adult or, you know, into their adulthood, they have those categories like they're always growing they're always changing they're always you're giving them the tools that that will equip them you know yeah and i think in everything just one last little point that i just thought of um teaching kids really young to laugh at themselves when they mess up when they make mistakes when they get all emotional like yeah this isn't like you are so embarrassing like yeah like don't it doesn't always have to be heavy i think just like go ahead sorry adults adults who can laugh at themselves are such a joy to be around because even when they mess up because we all mess up if they're going to be like, guys, I don't know, so sorry about that. What was that even about? Like, I just, I got a weird moment going on and I'm so sorry. Like, when they keep it light, I think when you teach your kids to have humor and laughing at themselves and don't be this self-serious person all the time, you're going to be a joy to be around. It's so much easier for everyone else to be around you. It's less heavy and you're going to mess up. But how you respond to your mess ups, how you apologize, even the way you apologize, it doesn't have to be all dark and serious and begging for forgiveness, but like... Keep things light and and add humor to it. And that's always a blessing for everyone to... And it takes practice to do that. Yeah. Hopefully that will get you guys thinking in some new directions. Maybe some helpful ideas on how you view your kids. If you don't have kids, if you're planning to have kids in the future, still put some categories in your mind about how how we um, help them grow and change. Uh, Thank you guys so much for listening. uh, And we will be back to talk to you guys again soon. Thank you.